We are in the middle, and we're going to try and finish off Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarak today, the halachas of Shabbos that we started. We've had already two shurim. We're going to try to get to Be'ezus Hashem the examples, and some of the very practical things that are again. Some of the questions we actually started with at the beginning of the Shea, and um, we're going to try to work our way through one by one. Many of them, by the way, we've answered, even though we haven't specifically talked about them, but we've given you the main two atem. If you remember the two atem, we'll have, have, have law. Have law number one is that I have um, a sort of like a group deal. In other words, I take a person for a specific amount of time and I'm paying for the whole time, not for a specific day. And therefore, even though Shabbos is one of those days, I'm not paying specifically for Shabbos and therefore it's okay. The second type of Avlo is Avlo when I'm charging for what I'm allowed to charge for, like if you take a Coca-Cola from me, and then I can charge a little bit more above that. So that answers up, by the way, a lot of the shyness of hotels, car rentals, Airbnbs, all sorts of questions like that. Whenever there's a... whenever. Well, you can charge whatever the market value is more, whatever you want that is, as long as you're not charging Oynor. Come on, Marcus, right? Which you learn. Oynor is a different situation. As long as you're not charging Oynor, you can charge whatever you want. You can charge $500 if you're in the middle of a desert and there's no other Coke and you're the only person that has it available that's nice and cold. That's nothing to do with Shabbos. That's a shine of overcharging, which is a whole different shine. But Al Shabbos? Mabaya? Because that's the market value in the desert, that's why. So, why about the kid who invests $10,000 for a Kugel? No, what about it? That's enough. It's like a warm mix. Oh, it's overcharging. I I, I wouldn't suggest that one to be the heter, by the way. I would suggest the heter of a caterer to be what? He's working on Arab Shabbos? Or his chef, or his waiters, busy this, that, organizing the trucks, business. After Shabbos, they're they're loading up, they're, they're tidying up. There's so much for them to do after Shabbos and before Shabbos. And when you take them, you don't only take them for Shabbos. You take them for the whole job. What is the whole job of a kiddish? Air Shabbos, cook the food, bring the food, set it up. On Shabbos, be there and sort it out. Not to Shabbos, clean it up, take it all. There's a lot to do as a package deal. That it just for, like, the meals. So that's a problem. A way that only comes to the meal is a problem. Um, we mentioned yeah, we mentioned last time already that the way to do that would be that to come on Air Shabbos and set up something, not to put one serve yeah there, but then to come Air Shabbos and do something or Matzah Shabbos, whatever it is, and pay for that. I want to move on now. Um, I want to give I want to give through some of the examples that we can try and get to. Number one, Scham Mitzvah. Is there a heta? To take money for a mitzvah. For example, lining. Example number two, being a chazan, right? About tefillah, for Yom Anoraim, or for Shabbos, or for Yom Tavish Chodesh, whatever it may be. Um, you know, all these sorts of cases. Is Scham mitzvah mutter? Does a mitzvah make it all of a sudden to be okay? Because the mitzvah, it's a mitzvah. And we know that in many situations, by a mitzvah, they won't go. So, what's one of the classic examples that we brought down the Shulchanach and Simon Shilchot Gimel? Hello? Measuring. Measuring is Medida. Medida is Asa. Why? Same reason of this, by the way. The Rambam says you may come to write. When people measure things, they write things down. And therefore, measuring is normally Asa. However, Medida Shomitz, where the Mishnah Bro brings down, is Mutta. For example, measuring for a child, for a baby, for the baby bottle, or measuring for a person, for a diet, a person who's allergic, whatever it may be. Whenever there's a mitzvah, or for a mikvah, or for an Erev, or for Tchum, whatever, then it would be okay. Certain times, the mitzvah is okay. My question to you is, Rabbi, say, what about over here? Scha Shabbos by a mitzvah, does that make it mutter? Why isn't it certain times okay to cook a chalant? It's never okay to cook a chalant on Shabbos, ever. What? It should be sometimes okay to cook a It's not. The way it works is like this. It's not the pshat, and this is not a sugar for today's shit. So I remember giving a shit on this, by the way, because it's very interesting. What's the pshat? Some of things are mutter, some of them are It's not the pshat that they chose this one and not that one. The pshat is, you have to know, certain things are put the evidence in the chatchela. Certain things, Chazal were never geyser. Chazal were never geyser, such a thing. They were normally geyser. 
In this case, they weren't going there. Stop saying it's a hetter, it's a loophole. I found the loophole. They were never going there. What? Is there ever a hetter to build a rav? Is there ever a hetter to build a rav? Absolutely. Now, let's move on to the Beis Yosef brings down as follows. Okay? The Beis Yosef brings down a machloikas rishonim. If you're allowed to accept schar Shabbos for a mitzvah, the um, Rabbeinu Yechiel, uh, Rabbeinu Baruch as well, and the Archeshokah Paskins this way, that it's also, Rabbeinu Shmuel, the Bach, and the Eli Rabbin, the Chaodon Paskin, that is going to be Mota. The Shulchan Aruch Lemaisa, in Shin Bav Siv Hey, brings down, Stam, Asa, Yesh Oimim, that it's Mota. The problem is in Simon Tovkov Pehei, he brings down Enuray Simon Bracha. So I'll give an example. We have a beautiful chazan over here who davens Yomim Noraim for us in Yeshiva's based of it for the last number of years and it's, he's absolutely beautiful. He's absolutely amazing and we love him very, very much. However, he said to me that this year he wants to do it Bahavla. This year he wants to make sure the payment that I give him is Bahavla because he actually witnessed that, what the, which the Shulchan Aruch said last year that he never saw Simon Brocha from the money that he got. Therefore we did a package deal for different things, whatever, and therefore he did it Bahavla and that will be okay. So the Shulchan Aruch basically says that Schar um, Shabbos could be okay. However, you're not going to see Simon Bracha from that, from that money, which means it's not going to help you the money because you're not going to gain anything from that money. Whenever Chazal tells us, ain't a word Simon Bracha, that means you're not going to gain anything from that money, right? And it's like Peter, it's like some Sofer famously writes in the Tshuva that when they asked him about a child that was very, very ill and they said, we need to send him to this institution. But the problem is they, set, they, they feed them non-kosher food. There's no other way. We can't send them kosher food, whatever, whatever the case was. The ca- can we send him or not? Are we allowed to send him to an institution? He's not well, he needs to go to the institution, but they're sending him tray for food. They're, send- they're feeding him tray for food. So some service said, I'll be a loch at because it's for food and therefore he needs to go, it's okay. But it's not going to help him. Because the Timtum Alevi he's going to get from the kosher food is going out, to out, you know, sort of outbalance the gain that he gets from going and therefore it doesn't work. So it's the same thing over here. But Ezzim, it could be it's mutter to get Shabbos if it's for a mitzvah. However, Enoro means that you're not going to see bracha from that money over there. And therefore the minig is to do it bahavlah. Whenever there's a case of a mitzvah, for example, a balkoya, a baltzvila, something similar to that, it should be done bahavlah. Let's move on to one of the most famous examples that I want to say, and that is the babysitter shayla. By being a babysitter on Shabbos is a problem. Why? Because a babysitter generally gets paid by the hour. That's just how it works. I think that's the minig in Kolo Kuloi. That you get paid by the hour. If that's the case, you have a babysitter that comes on a Shabbos afternoon. It could be they also come on a Monday and Thursday as well. And you give them a chunk payment on the Thursday for the whole week previously. It's not going to help you. Because they're getting paid per hour. They're getting paid per hour. So that means when you're paying them the $100 for the last week, part of that $100 is going on the Shabbos hours. And that is Shabbos. So A, it's literally if of you to give it to them, and B, they're not allowed to receive it because of Schar Shabbos. Right? So it's going to be problematic. Obviously, if it's a Goy, it's Mutter. If it's a, non, if it's a Friar Yid, you've got an even bigger problem because you're going to have to figure out how the Chil Hashem becomes involved in that. I've dealt with that a few times. But I'll go upon him. What do we do in a regular firm situation? So what are the Eitzes? Eitzes number one. I asked her, I said, Rebbe, what do we do? People do this all the time. What's the Eitzes? She said to me, very simple. Make a situation that you're not Mukhoyev to pay them, and therefore you give them a present. Now, Rafalk also agreed to this, and he said, you have to be very careful with this. That means, it's not the pshat that I'm calling it a present, and I don't have to pay you, in inverted commas. No, I bet don't have to pay you. You're doing me a favor. It happens to me, I want to give you a present of $20. Right? 
Oh, so it depends. If you have a neighbor, now sometimes neighbors do babysitting for each other, right? The kids, do me a favor, I need 10 minutes, I'm running out for a kiddish, could you come and babysit my kids? Yeah, sure, no problem, I'm not going to charge you for that. The mice are after Shabbos, you're allowed to pay them. Why? Because it's not something you'd normally pay for. That is, they're doing you a favor. They're coming over. But if it's a babysitter that's got set hours and only comes when they get paid, then you, it's, not, it's not enough just to call it a present. So if you set up the babysitting situation and you could talk this over to the babysitter, they do me a favor. On Shabbos, I want it to come for free. I don't want to pay you. However, I'll probably, you know, I'll give you a present every so often. It can't be that every single time you give them 40 shekel. It has to be sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Otherwise, it's a joke. Or in a situation where they would do it anyway, then it would be okay because they do it for free. I have an Eitzel. I have an Eitzel, which I, I think I came up with, which I like to use, and I've used this for a few people, and I think it's a very good Eitzel. And I want to use a different type of Havla. I want to use the, the, the second type of Havla. And that is like this. I tell the babysitter, bring some food. Bring some busy, bring some snacks. Or if it's a little tiny baby, bring a, bring a diaper. Bring something of your own. Now, you're not to give that item for free. I'm allowed to charge. I can say to the person who owned, you know, of, of the children, I can say, excuse me, I spent 25 shekel in Sharibacha buying candies and, and snacks for, for the kids. Could you mind reimbursing me? You're allowed to do that. While you reimburse them, you can also charge more for the babysitting. So Mimeda, it's all Bahavla. In other words, the whole package deal is I'm charging for the babysitting 100 shekel, which includes the chips or the diaper or whatever it is that I bought with me. I think Lanias Daiti, that's a great answer for people to use, and then you'll, you'll be able to pay babysitters on Shabbat. It's very good idea for people to spread that around. What? <coughs> no, there's no way not in that case. What do you mean? That's a normal market value of how much babysitting is. That's fine. A normal means overcharging means well above what the normal market value is. No. No, it works like this. I'm charging you 100 shekel of my babysitting. Included in that price is the bisli that I bought. Now, I'm allowed to charge you for the bisli. Again, we learned this already for the Nodi Buddha by the mikvah. Right? I'm allowed to charge you for the expenses that I incur when I have a mikvah. And therefore, I can add a bit more because I'm allowed to make a business profit. They say, no, it's one payment. It's Bahavullah. It's included in there. And therefore, that's why I think that would be a great answer. What's that? I think he would, actually. I think it's a great answer. It's a Gemara. Havlor is a real thing. It's a real thing, Rabbi Say. Now, let's move on, Rabbi Say. A Balkoira or a Chazan. So again, if he's doing it straight up, it's Chamitzvah, he won't see some Bracha, which is a Chabal. So he should do it by Havlor, which means he should also come during the week, package deal. I come on Thursday, I come on Friday night, I charge for the whole thing $100. Beautiful. Or you pay for the, you pay for the preparation. If you pay for the preparation, that would be okay. If you tackle are paying for the preparation and you tell him that, that would be okay on all of these things. Let's move on, Rabbi Sai. <coughs> Let's talk about a bank. Charging interest in a bank. Now, this is something I think most of us um, have a problem with, even though we maybe didn't realize it until now. And that is most of us have a bank account, and most of us have money in that bank, and most of us get interest. If it's over 10 agarot or 20 agarot, you are probably being over on this issa, right? And I believe this is very, very negaya. So the question really is like this, Rabbi. So listen very, very carefully. The question is as follows. The question is, why is this considered to be schar Shabbos? A, I'm not doing any work. And B, my utensils are not being rented out. So how does this fit into the Gemara and Chazal of what's considered to be Schar Shabbos? Schar Shabbos, and we learned this from the Rabbi Chaim Briscoe, what the Yisoyed and the Gedur of Schar Shabbos is, is when I am doing a permitted work, or my utensils are being used, and I'm being charging for them. So what's the din in a case over here when I've got money in the bank? I'm not doing anything. 
And nothing of mine is being used, so to speak. My utensils. Money, maybe, yeah. So it comes along the Mogad of with a very interesting thing. The Mogad of and Simon Shin Bob Sikrat and Zion brings a Merdika Chedish, brings a Gemara in Subas Dav Samach Gimel Omen Aleph. And he says like this, how interesting to take this Gemara, which people think is not so Negea, and apply it to a case of Schar He talks about a man that is married on his wife. Right, I'm not going to go now into the details exactly, I have to clarify that halacha. So the, Mogad, the Gemara says he should add to the Ksuba. That's the din. And he should not add for Shabbos because it's mechzi k'scha Shabbos. It looks like scha Shabbos. Says the Morgan Avon, what do you see from here? Then any money you gain on Shabbos, even if you didn't do actual work, even in permitted work, or your utensils weren't being hired out, is considered to be scha Shabbos in that case. And that, by the way, would be the Makar for interest in a bank, where I myself are not doing any work, but the bank is incurring the interest for my money. By the way, in England... At least some of the banks, the way that they work is that if you pull out in the middle of the month, you basically lose out on everything. And therefore, you're not actually getting paid per day. You're getting paid for the whole month. If you miss out day of the month, then they, they chuck out the whole thing. So it could be there are certain banks that work that way that you're not getting paid the interest by the day. And they don't work out how many days you've had your money in and work out the interest rate and figure it out that way. They give you the, the month, and if you miss out a little bit, then you lose the whole month. Therefore, it's not to do with the day, it's to do with the month. If they work it out that way, then you're great. But many banks work it out according to the day. So if it's according to the day, what is the header to receive the interest that you will be having in that case? So it comes along with Moshe. In a tshuva, in a Moshe had a dollar seminuntes, and the Moshe says a gewaldigazach, unbelievable you say, mamish, ah, as that going, Ramosha, you can see Ramosha wasn't, you know, he was a going in Torah, which caused him to be a going in everything in the entire world, which is what happens when you learn Torah. What happens when you learn Torah is you get to know not just Torah, you get to know everything. This is why people ask Gedolim Shailas that are not necessarily related to Torah because they're Das Torah. Mimela Das Torah means that they can answer on everything, included in anything in the world. Now, says Ramosha in the Shuvah and Chenek Dalet, he says, hold on a minute. How do banks charge interest? They go with Jewish days? The times that they charge interest go according to the Jewish date? Absolutely not. It goes 12 to 12. Ah! Levi Yitzchak saying, aha! Why didn't I think of that one? Levi Yitzchak, you're right. Zukvamosha, God Ladon, Kolatorukula in front of him, that since the banks charge by interest by 12 to 12, it's not a whole day of Shabbos. Since it's not a whole day of Shabbos, it's a chilek of Friday, a chilek of Motu Shabbos, Bahavala. Beautiful, says Ramosha. But what do you do in a case where you've got a two-day yontif? Oh, two-day yontif, the whole problem. Because now you've got two days. Terry says, no, the second day is only a chumrah, it's only a minute. The problem is, what if you've got a Shabbos followed by yontif on a Sunday? Or you've got two days of Rosh Hashanah? Says Ramosha, in that case, you're stuck. And in that case, you're going to have to work out the interest of that day and chuck it in the yam or like Ramosha's hatter was, give it to Tzedakah without getting recognition. It means you can't get a plaque. We will not put a plaque on the yeshiva wall with your name on it for giving that money. If you do want, you can donate. We'll give the, we'll give the email address later. Okay. Now, I will talk about my, I, I don't, I, I'm happy to take questions. Let me just try to finish. There is a debit in the Rav and Kuf that brings a different hetter that wants to be Simach on the Shvish Yaakov, which is brought down in the Mishapura, but it's a little bit schwer because he wants to tell you that since you're not going to withdraw the money, therefore it's not considered to be a Shabbos. A lot of posts come up a big cash on this debit in the Rav, There is also 
a Kenyan Torah, right? He wants to taina that the bank has expenses, so that's considered to be law. But it sounds like these are, te- these are not heterim, these are limude schos. In other words, for the banks that charge interest and for the people that gain the interest, that take the money from the bank, so it is epis yesha But according to Ramosha, it works out beautiful for a Shabbos or for a Shabbos that has a two-day or for a two-day yontav. But if you have a Shabbos with a yontav, uh, first day yontav after, or two days Rosh Hashanah, then even Ramosha would be machme in that case. Moving on, Rabbi Isai, selling things on eBay and all these sorts of things, right? The Makar, by the way, for the Shiloh of selling on eBay comes from a tshuva in the Minchas Yitzchok, where he talks about owning a vending machine and people are buying it. So the question is, to allow your website to be open on Shabbos is Be'etzim not such a problem. And the reason is because we're passing like Beit Hillel and the Gemara on Shabbos, Tafitres, which is that a person is allowed to start a Malach on Erev Shabbos and allow it to continue on Shabbos. Or right, let it put on a light on Erev Shabbos or the air condition on Erev Shabbos and then it continue on Shabbos. That's not such a problem. The problem is, do I need to close it because people are ordering things? and buying things from my website on Shabbos. Is it like, for example, having a vending machine? Where a vending machine, I have people that buy things from it, and therefore I'm gaining the money on Shabbos. So there's a few things that a person has to realize. First of all, there's a time-based type of sale, which means you put something to sell on eBay, for example, and you can control and decide when the end date should be. So obviously in that case, it's very easy to make the end auction date not to be on Shabbos, and then you've got no no problem in that case, right? But it's not so posh because at the end of the day, sometimes if a guy wins the auction before, so then in that case, uh, he could be considered to be that he is buying it on Shabbos over there. Now, some of the posts can want a tiny that it's no problem whatsoever because anyone that buys it is a daiti denafshe. Daiti denafshe means if I give, for example, it's a classic case that Taz discussed this in Reishayim Bov, that what happens if I give, for example, my car to the car mechanic on a Erev Shabbos and I want to collect it on a Sunday? What's the din? So the Taz discussed it, and he says it depends. We discussed it a little bit in Amir Laakim, if you remember. If I go to the car mechanic, a guy, on Erev Shabbos, Mama, 10 minutes before Shabbos, and say, I'm picking this up Motsu Shabbos. Or Sunday morning, and they're not even open on Motzah Shabbos. It means they have to do it on Shabbos. That's the problem. If I give it to them on a Thursday afternoon, and they say, I'm picking it up on Sunday, the Maisha, they did it on Shabbos. Is that a problem? No. Why? Because they did it at Daiti Denafshe. They decided for their personal interest to do it on Shabbos. I didn't tell them to, I didn't make them to, they didn't have to. And therefore, if that's the case, some of the posts can want to say it is okay. Others want to say, this Rafak told me as well, is that it's Bahavullah, means I'm, well, I'm selling something, I'm allowed to charge the money. If I mean, I'm charging interest, I'm charging extra, that's called Bahavullah, that's no problem. The price can do argue with the problem with Zilzul Shabbos. There's a bit of a Zilzul going on if you've got your, you know, your business open, your website open, your things are selling on Shabbos, and therefore you have a problem of Zilzul. So it could definitely be a Shaila. There are, as we know, famous companies in America that close, that close their websites on Shabbos for this reason. That's a different shayla. That's getting packages. That's nothing to do with this. That's a shayla by Mirul Akam. With that, that's a shayla of a mirlakim, right? Nothing to do with this. That's an issue of mirlakim asking you to go to work for your shabbos by bringing it to you. Delivery maris ayin. That's a different sugi completely. Uh, there is another problem as well. If you advertise, I don't know how many people, if you know this, but if you advertise on Google, then you have a problem because the maisa, um, how it works is that Google pay the amount of money per advert, so per click. So the question is, every single time your thing is opened, they pay. Of course, if it's a, if it's a nice amount over there, and therefore your person has to know all of these things. Generally, I, I don't want to get too much involved in. We can, you know, someone wants to call me an Irish shabbos. So it was like a couple of minutes for I'd lock us in here. It's like, just have a quick Shiloh for you. What's the Shiloh? I have a website and it's open. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not the time to be asking such a Shiloh. It's a whole business, a whole Shiloh. You have to know how to do how to deal with it, right? So a lot of these Shilohs could be answered either with Havlaw 
or where there's no problem with Mount especially if they don't know it's a Yid, if they don't know it's a Yid, it's a Yiddish website, it could be even worse, right? If they know that Yid's not basically working on Shabbos. But the other problem is the Zilzul Shabbos, that even if we can get around the Shabbos, in many cases it will be a Zilzul Shabbos, which means a person, preferably the Chatrila, should try to make sure that all of his things are not selling, and therefore he has no business open on Shabbos, and the money that he makes could be we can get around to say it's, it, it goes to Okay, everybody, say, Bezer Shem tomorrow, brand new Sugya. Have a wonderful day.